0: Welcome to Redesigning High School, our little podcast for parents and anyone else who might be interested in how we can remake school for the benefit of students. My name is Terry DeBoe, and I'm the director of special projects here at Hawken and teach some English classes. We wanted to take a second to introduce the uh, Meet the Team episodes Um, in an earlier version of this. I said we'd run the same intro for all four of these uh, little episodes, but that seemed like a bad idea after I thought about it, so if you want to hear more about... Uh, the team and some of Julia Griffin's thoughts about the process of creating the team uh, that's going to design and then implement the Mastery School of Hawken, suggest you uh, listen to the first of these episodes. Um, but uh, let's just get to the team. So these are some fantastic people, and we really hope you enjoy these episodes. Janae Peters, uh, welcome to our little podcast. Uh, We're excited to have you here.
1: Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Janae, this is a Meet the Team uh, episode, so let us meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. Uh, So, I uh, was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, Um, and interestingly enough, my uh, educational life in Cleveland was... uh, you know, started in the Cleveland Municipal School District, I actually found out the other day I was part of the experiment um, really? for first and second grade, where they bust us from the east side to the west side, but people didn't want it. Uh, but we got to go for two years to a west side school until they uh, got the gifted and talented program on the east side. So uh, my earliest encounters like from inner city Cleveland were actually being in a mixed classroom. And when we got back to the east side, uh, I could tell the Difference that something was off and wrong, even in third grade. Uh, But anyway, I did my thing, (laughs) went through school and uh, always kind of had this sense that there was something different. And I don't know that I thought of it as better, but maybe I did articulate it as better. But I was like, there's something else, like there's something that's kind of missing. Um, And background wise, it's it's very interesting because I actually found um, a lot of my earliest uh, educational experience were powered by mentorship. Mm -hmm. So I started that. I mean, you could call me teacher's pet, whatever you want to call it. That was me. (laughs) Like I I knew that I needed to know the person teaching me for me to to do anything. Um, And learning that at an early age actually made middle school and high school amazing for me, Um, even without uh, as many resources as other schools might have had. And it made college just a tremendous experience for me. And so When I started teaching, uh, coming right out of college, uh, I was teaching 11th and 12th graders, I really tacked on to the sort of mentorship model um, in my academic teaching. So in undergrad, I studied English literature, um, and I studied it only because it was the hardest thing I encountered. (laughs) Um, I had written on my personal data form that I would never take an English class in college. And uh, we did this six-week program for underrepresented students at Kenyon College. And for three of those weeks, we were um, engaged in expository writing. And we uh, learned Toni Morrison's Beloved, and we had it three times a day for two hours at a time. And it was my first real writing experiences, and it was hard, and it rocked my core. I had to understand my values and, (laughs) you know, what my upbringing meant for how I was reading the text And when I finished those three weeks uh, before heading into data analysis, I was like, that's going to be my major, (laughs) you know, like this was hard. I want to do that. And, um, you know, especially now learning about uh, the mastery schools, its values, it's well, its values, it's not here yet, but, you know, the the proposed values and goals. It's really interesting to think about, like, what was at play there? Like, it was so hard. I was like, I want to do that. Like, And it's counterintuitive kind of like because like wouldn't you want to say oh like this is easy for me Um, right when I was in school uh, my recognition was actually in the maths and sciences but they didn't feel I was on the robotics team like all those things but it didn't feel like those three weeks with that text felt like and I just wanted that again and again and again and I got it yeah, <laughs> and it was hard sure but we did it and yeah. it yeah. was great and and all of that led to uh, becoming a teacher and I I think there are videos of me as a three and four year old saying I was going to be a teacher um, and so I don't know if you will those kinds of things but uh, they, they, they happened sure. <laughs> and I've enjoyed it ever since and have spent a lot of time just looking for more of those experiences where it's hard, let's do it, let's learn, and then let's go. So is that enough background? That's fantastic. Okay.
2: <laughs> it is, and it's kind of an amazing lead-in to talking more about this project and why you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Can you say any more about that?
1: Oh, that was interesting. You know, sometimes... uh I'm a little nosy by nature. You know, I, I have a shirt that says nerdy by nature, but yeah. I should put nosy by nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where I'm often looking at NAIS and just seeing what's happening. So you can see.
0: NAIS uh, is the National Association sorry, of Independent yeah, thank Schools. Thank you. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Um, and you can see like which schools are having a ton of turnover. So I'm often looking and I just happen to be looking in Ohio And saw, you know, Mastery School of Hawken and was like, what is this? (laughs) Um, Because I knew that Hawken was at the forefront of the Mastery Transcript Consortium. Um, But when I looked at it and saw the description, that's actually what got me. Um, When you all said you were looking for, it, it was like, It didn't say innovative energy, but I but I thought of that when I was reading it. But it laid out, you know, in the first month, this is what you'll do. By month three, this is what you will have learned. By month six, I was like, oh, like you know, another learning experience, and um, a group of people who have a sense of urgency that I don't think we see a lot um, in action in institutions. So you hear people saying, "This needs to change. We need to do this differently." And some schools accomplish a lot of innovation, but. what I really liked even about the description was that it was like, it's time. (laughs) Like we're going to do this bold thing and we want students to uh, get the impact um, now. (laughs) Like it's time. And that's where I was, that's what I was feeling sort of career wise. I was like, okay, you know, this is year 10. I was like, you know, it's, it's time. (laughs) And, and to see, that description and really start to think like, oh, maybe I sh- should I look into this? Will they hire me? <laughs> like, you're like, do I have what it takes? Like, it, that all played into it, and I had to then also think of myself as someone who who was worthy of it, <laughs> right. like to in order to even apply. I'm like, okay, uh, does this work for me? I, it was a, it was similar to grad school because my my grad school degree was in clinical social work, and um, I looked at that and said, that's not what I studied. And actually, I took one site class. Uh, how do I do this? And in articulating my narrative, my learning narrative, I was like, this makes perfect sense. So all I have to do is make it make sense to them. And yeah. it was a similar experience with the um, mastery school, uh, with the application. I was like, okay, you know, how do I make my learning make sense? Uh, and then in order to do much more and much deeper learning. And so that sounds that's a lot what like what
0: we're hoping students end up yeah. having to do. Mm-hmm. Connect all their background and their yes. own interests in their pursuit of, of whatever learning they're interested in. Mm-hmm. So, um, how about a little bit about your entrepreneurship experience? So, mm. right now you're you're teaching ENTRE.
1: Yes, it, it's a cool course. Um, it's I can I start by talking about my, my fears and how they actually haven't been realized yet. <laughs> sure. Um, and I I'd start there because, you know, coming into a course like ENTRE, where you have the students for about four blocks out of their six, like that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's using the quarter method is also, you know, a level of learning in itself. So you're like, oh, man, like this, this is a lot. So I'm learning their learning. I'm leading their or guiding, facilitating their learning. Um, and it, it's been Very cool. So, we just had class today, and it's really funny to realize I feel like I know them already. I'm getting an understanding of their areas of growth um, as they Mm -hmm. define them and as we see them, and they might not define them. Uh, But when we started our first challenge, uh, can I talk about the challenge? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) When we started our first challenge, which is working with a streetwear company uh, based out of Cleveland called Living Rich. Um, to watch the students just kind of light up at the challenge um, in ways that they don't always do when you give them a project in, uh, you know, my regular English course mm-hmm. or, you know, when they get the next paper, they lit up and were just ready to work, even though they didn't know everything they needed to know.
0: Can you, um, can you mm-hmm. identify what the difference is? What, yeah. what lit them up here and what doesn't let them up? I think uh, – And not just your English class, by the way. I just no, gave a project fine. in my I, English I just, class, too. I, <laughs> I wouldn't describe them as lit up.
1: <laughs> I, I think what you uh, – I think it's the urgency. I think that's mm-hmm. what, uh, what it comes down to. Uh, you have a real live person in front of you uh, who needs you. Um, and whose, whose life's work, whose life's dream requires your, uh, you can't, well maybe not expertise, but your learning experience to inform their next step. And I think that means something. I think everyone likes to feel like they have a purpose <laughs> um, and that they're needed and seen and valued and known and all that. And I think that all of that starts to happen by day two or three in entra in a way that some of our regular courses can just take more time to do. Um, I think also the teamwork, the team aspect of it, I think um, often when we're working on, say, an an essay in class where it's just you, left to your own devices, you uh, revert to your normal, uh, what what did you call it? You called it um, your muscle memory for how how you do things. That's right. And I think with the depth and level of teamwork that comes with a course like ENTRE, you can't. and also, I think what you're faced with is a bunch of bright kids who are in the course for a reason and have to figure out what teamwork means, along with this urgency um, and the the learning that they need to do, even in order to be a good teammate, mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone meet the challenge um, and create a solution that that works for the uh, CEO. But uh, it's the levels of and levels and layers, I guess, of learning, growth, and um, collaboration are. I think it's something that you maybe feel even before you act on it. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I've got this thing and I've got this team. Here we go. And you don't quite know what you're going to do, but you know that it's going to be big. And I think Mm -hmm. that's uh, one of those motivators uh, for the students. And then I think in that they have their individual motivations too, but, there, there's something about group or sorry, team <laughs> still getting that language together. Well
0: it's also an important distinction. I mean a team yeah. functions differently than a group does, yes. right? So. Um,
1: and so and we were able to talk with them about that to say, you know, usually in groups, you know, we, we know our roles. As I was like, in team, everyone's kind of in it and you're dividing things differently. It's not by category, it's all interrelated and you're interdependent in a way that you're not Quite and group work right. uh, as we have come to know it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. there's so much that I love in what you just said, including of all of the parallels between what we as the design team mm-hmm. are doing this year and what we ask mm-hmm. students to do all the time mm-hmm. in the learning in the kinds of learning experiences that we are creating in and for the Mastery School and for the pilots for it. Um, so that part uh, I think is not always. Um, obvious but it's actually totally critical and essential to what we're doing and how mm-hmm. we're doing it this year. And then the other piece I was just thinking about um, thinking about what you said initially about mentorship, mm-hmm. which is also a key component of the way that we do teaching and learning in Antra and in you know in the mastery school. Um, but I also I love that I think the it's almost like the other side of the coin to mentorship is this idea that, our students have something meaningful to share with a real person in the community, right? It's a sense that not only can you be on the receiving end of mentorship, but that what you do matters and it matters to somebody else. And I think that that's something that often as an adolescent, as a high school student, it doesn't necessarily, it feels like all of it is just sort of practice and everything in school is kind of made up. Um, And so, but I think that, you know, all of us who spend our lives working with high school students know that they're, They're ready. They're ready to take on more than that, actually. And it's—I think often we, as schools, don't actually give them enough space or credit to do that.
0: Well, because we see it on occasion, and we call them a teacher's pet or something like that. But that is inside of everybody, right? If you have the right relationship and the right environment, that you know you're going to be able to create those connections that are going to draw people's, you know, you know, the sense of self out, right?
1: I can even remember. you know, one of my favorite high school teachers was my French teacher, and I, like, I just adored her. I thought she was a boss, like she was everything and more, but everyone adored her. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember uh, there was one student who I would, you know, I would spend my lunch breaks. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Miss Spencer's class. Right. Um, and there was another student who would go who had been, uh, and I hope this is not inappropriate, it's going somewhere, my nemesis <laughs> <laughs> since first grade. And it, it wasn't real. It was in my head. It was like, you know, if I got a 95, she got a 96. And I was right. like... And I remember um <laughs> that teacher calling me out on it and saying uh you know people blossom at different times. And she said and she wasn't she did not put down the other student. She just said you're going to have your time and she was like but you've got to stay in it for the right reasons and you know be learning. And I remember thinking, you know, no none of my other teachers had ever took the taken the time to to say that. Like they just kind of let it sorry teachers if you (laughs) listen to this um but that's a different kind of learning because that changed the game for me in 10th grade I was like oh this is not about me in comparison to others this Mm -hmm. is about me and my contributions and and what they look like over time um, in in the world and uh like that mentorship is everything because that doesn't come in a regular lesson (laughs) right because our regular lessons might say Uh, you know, this is about achieving like, okay, I see this rubric time to get that advanced mark. But she said, no, like this is, you got to work on this. Yeah. I was like, Oh, and that actually freed me up to be a better and more open learner. And I haven't, you know, she's no longer my nemesis. She's my friend now in in adulthood. (laughs) I don't think I was ever her nemesis, but but she was mine. But it's, you think about what we're often set up for um, and how I think what we're trying to do with the mastery school takes that away. um, And, and, matches individual growth with teamwork and seeing what that looks like and how that uh, uh, expands learning sort of exponentially. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, as we wrap up here, just one last question. Like, what excites you about this process um, mm. the most?
1: I think uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate do-overs uh, in, in the world, um, in, in yeah, my personal all? life. <laughs> yeah. And I think that uh, with the school that wants to Create a new model of education. I think it's time, um, and I think it'll be neat for the world to see with fresh eyes what education can do and can be. I'm super excited for the student focus of this, and I'm equally excited to see what it looks like in other aspects of school. Um, so, with students, with faculty, with administration, I see it as an opportunity to really, uh, to to just do it <laughs> um, and, and and redo it and see what it looks and feels like and, and, and make it better. I think that we often uh, just take what's there and say, oh, you know, this is, is tough. We'll switch this little thing, so, sorry, switch that little thing. Um, but we don't take the time to just do it over. And yeah. I'm very excited about the opportunity to be on a, a team where everyone's about doing it over and doing mm-hmm. it better. Right.
0: So. Well, that's great. Well, we're so thrilled that you're on the team. Um, And Janae, thanks for coming in. And uh, we'll be here with you again, I'm sure. Okay.
2: Thank you so much.
0: want to thank you for listening to Redesigning High School, our podcast. I uh, want to thank Nick Fletcher, who is our editor and the guy who makes all this work. Um, if you are interested in subscribing to our podcast, please find us on iTunes. We'd love a, or wherever you get your podcast. And we'd love reviews and all of that. We have a newsletter that goes out every month. You can subscribe to it by going to redesigningschool.org. Follow us on all the social media feeds and all the rest. And uh, just keep looking for more podcasts, which we are going to be coming out all year long. So thanks for listening.